Hi, this is Melinda from the Hope When There Was None podcast. I am a survivor and now turn advocate. And I share my story, but also the stories from others to inspire and empower and educate you. Please do me a favor and share if you have a special episode. Maybe you know somebody that needs a dose of positivity or to break open the darkness to let there be light. I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you found value in that and Perhaps you have a story you'd like to tell. Send me a message to melindakunst812 at gmail.com. melindakunst812 at gmail.com. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Stay safe. Hey there, it's Melinda. Today's topic is tips for leaving your abuser. I know this has been such a long topic, but there's a lot to cover on this. And um, you know what? There might be things that I don't have exactly. This isn't a science. It's going to vary from person to person how leaving an abuser goes because you might experience somebody that is dealing with a toxic parent. This could be for somebody that's leaving that abuser that is using emotional abuse. So they might not be physical abusive. They may have never been physical abusive. So. This is coming from somebody that's, you know, it's going to look different for everybody. So today I wanted to touch on, I had a comment on the Instagram about why would you leave your child? You just take them. I'm paraphrasing. And the reason why, and I know that's tough for some people, is there are instances, and I, I thought I explained it a little bit on the, on the podcast, and I only did a reel that was about a minute. So you might have a child that is... Um, just like their parent or maybe that toxic, whoever that toxic person is in that life, they might be mirroring that behavior. So they could be beating on you. They could be just tearing you down emotionally and verbally. So you could have that instance where you just can't do it anymore. Mentally, of course, it depends on the age. Like if this is your three or four year old, you know what? There is going to be, there might be bad behavior because they are acting out because of mom or dad, but that's different. I'd like to think that it's different. So gauge it on the age. If this is your teenager, you might not want to take them with you if they're pushing you down the stairs. If there's been past incidents and episodes of that where they are saying that they're going to kill you, you might not want to take that child with. Is it heartbreaking? Yes. And I'm speaking from experience. When I left my abuser, I took all three kids. Okay, I had three kids with them. I took all three with. I did tell them the night before because of the reasons that I was chatting about. One, I didn't want to feel them pressured to tell dad. I didn't know if someone was going to tell on me. And um, I didn't, at least I thought maybe my, my older son might. I wasn't sure. I just had an inkling. He never said that he would, but I, you know, I wanted to be safe. So I did tell them the night before, hey, we're leaving. And they were all surprised. And I gave them, my older kids, the option, okay, do you want to come with? And of course they said yes. Now later on, we had some turmoil, some issues with housing that I actually had to have the kids stay back with dad for a while. He had them almost, well, he had them, I think, from May, end of May, June. And he had to give them back to me in July the beginning so I had to look for uh, an apartment for myself I had just gotten myself a job and I was in a transition where I didn't have a place to stay but I actually did I stayed with Mr. Awesome 
who was just a boyfriend at that time. Now, that was really hard. That was really hard. The place that I was staying at, I, I just couldn't do it anymore. There were reasons and I'm not going to disclose why. So when it came time to have the kids come back, that's when things really went sideways. My eldest son went ahead right at, not even a half hour after his dad dropped him off. I'm on the phone talking to my attorney during this because, you know, for my own safety reasons, things were volatile. And I heard a lot of flack afterwards. Well, if you didn't think that he was safe, why did you leave the kids with him? You do what you have to do in the moment. I knew I couldn't take them with me to Terry's house at the time. It just, it probably would have escalated things even more. So um, I left them with him. Hindsight, right? Anyway, when Matt came back, he had a pair of gloves on, like driving gloves. He also had a backpack. And that's okay, kids have backpacks, right? So the gloves were a little out of place. They, it was like um, 100 degrees outside. It was really hot. It was very warm. It's July, so in the Midwest, it's very warm. And I thought that was weird that he didn't want to leave these gloves off. He also, while we were there, Terry happened to be there too. And uh, Matt went in, and I would keep beer in there for Mr. Awesome. And every once in a while, I'd have one. But I had beer in the fridge. And Matt, actually, after we showed them around the house, he came into his room with a beer. Like, whoa, what are you doing, buddy? You can't have that. And uh, actually, I was talking with the kids. Terry went and emptied out in the, in the kitchen. And then Matt went ahead and he grabbed another one and cracked it open. And then Terry's like, you know what? I'm going. I'm, I'm going to let you guys have some time. Because he thought maybe he was acting up because he was there. So um, he went ahead and left. He said, you know, I'll just check in with you later. So we went ahead and we're going to hop in the car and go to the library to grab movies and have maybe a movie night, maybe grab pizza, I, I don't know, snacks, things of that nature. It'd be our first night together after a while. I was excited to do this. The girls were excited. Matt was acting just really, he was being a real stinker. He really was. And him and Jess started getting into an argument about these stinking gloves. She wanted to wear them or at least see them. And he's like, no, they're mine. And, you know, I got to the point where it's like, give them to me. Just give me the dang gloves. No one can have them. You know, mommy rules. I just got fed up with them fighting. So I took the gloves. I put them in the closet my closet in my room and in the meantime we were getting it's like okay kids let's go down to the car let's get ourselves going and in the meantime Matt's like oh can I have my gloves it's like you know what fine take the gloves they're in my closet close the door behind you lock it and close it so he's taking too long I'm like why is this kid taking so long and Again, I'm talking with my attorney. I think I had hung up with him, told him the kids were here. He didn't hear the beer altercation. So um, I called him back and let him know that everything went okay. The exchange went fine. And it's like, um, as I'm talking with the attorney, I'm going up the stairs. I go and I see Matt. He's like coming out of my room. And it's like, hey, get on downstairs. Get your butt downstairs. And he tips over. I had this little china cabinet. And he tipped it over. Everything breaks. I'm kind of distracted with that talking with the attorney, telling him what's going on because he's like, wait, what was that? In the meantime, I smell something. I see smoke coming out of my, it's not a lot, but I see smoke coming out of my room. I go into my room. He started a little fire in my closet. So it wasn't not 
really raging, I had about gift wrapped in there and um, and tissue paper. So he had started a fire with that. He had ran downstairs and he actually got himself in the car in the minivan. And at that point, I was um, like, "What's going on?" And then he took off. He just took off afterwards. And I'm telling my attorney what's going on. I put out the out the fire, and I was just like really stunned. All this is going on. So I'm just like beside myself. What the heck is going on? Why is this kid doing this? And he ended up taking off. He left the minivan, took off, and I went after him. So I'm telling my attorney what's going on. And it's like, hey, he started a fire. And he's like, well, you know, you got to call the fire department. I said, no, I put it out. So I didn't call the fire department. I finally get to uh, Matt. He's running down the street. We happen to go that way anyway, because that's the library's that way. And um, he, I said, get in the car, get in the car. So he gets in the car. And he tells me that he wants to go back to dad. I says, no, we're going to, you know, we're back. We're going to enjoy this day. You know, just let's get through this. I don't remember what my exact words are. This was in 2009. So he gets in the car. He's not happy about it. He's got this backpack. And he wouldn't, I don't know what it was. He didn't want to release the backpack. But something's like, we're going back down the street. And I said, you know what? I pulled over. I said, what's in the backpack? I said, I want to see what's in the backpack. He's like, no. I said, what's in the backpack? Let me see. And so he finally gives it over to me. There's three large knives in there, big kitchen knives. I said, uh, and I must have had this puzzled look on my face. And again, I'm still on the phone with my attorney letting him know. He, he's actually hearing this. You know, I actually have him on my lap on my seat. So he's hearing what's going on. And I was like, what are these for? And he told me plainly, it's my son, Matt, telling me plainly, he's like, well, I was going to kill you. Me and my sisters are going to kill you in your sleep. That's what the gloves are for. No fingerprints. So he had knives for his sisters. The intention was for all of them to take a knife and while I was in bed sleeping. You get the picture. At that point, I'm telling my attorney, I'm kind of getting frantic here, telling him I'm stunned. I'm kind of, uh, I, I have nothing, I, I can't say anything. I'm like, I can't believe this is my little boy, young man, and I'm hurt, I'm angry, I don't know what to do, and my attorney's like, Melinda, you gotta give him back. He goes, for your own safety, give him back, give him back. Go ahead and give him back. He's like, as your attorney, I'm telling you, you cannot keep him. And uh, so I went ahead and gave him back. He did tell me too, he goes, you might want to drop him off at the police station or file a report or something. I said, the fire's out. And you know, what is it, his word against mine, that that's what these knives are for. So I went and I gave him back to his dad. His dad, of course, was there. He had his hood under, his head under a hood. And he was like, um, totally like, hey, what are you doing here? He almost like stunned or pretending, being stunned. He was a good actor. And I told him, I says, well, you know what? He was trying to take, you know, your, do your plan. And uh, he's like, well, what are you talking about? He says, yeah, you don't know that he was trying to kill me or he started a fire? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. And he kind of smiled. And the thing about this is, about a month before I had gotten the apartment, I had just told him I might have an apartment and um, he's like oh okay well you might need insurance for your apartment I'm like no I, I don't need insurance I'm fine he also said he said you should consider drafting a document that holds Matt harmless from any maybe if he hurts you or if he kills you 
Like, what? And I, this was a conversation that I had with Rob, uh, the dad. What are you talking about? I said, that's ridiculous. Why would he do that? And, you know, at the time, I just blew it off as he's being a jerk. And why would Matt do this to me? Because of all the damage, quote, unquote, that I was doing to Matt by leaving him. He wouldn't be surprised if Matt decided to harm me. So Matt at this age is 13. So he says, you know what, have your attorney draft that up, that you know, if, if Matt should hurt you and then or injure you, that um, he won't go to jail. What? That was my first thing I thought, and it's like, absolutely not. Why would this kid even think that? And you know, looking back, hindsight, I wish I would have said so many different things and done so many different things, but I didn't because I was stunned, I was in shock, I was still a victim at that time. And uh, I was still scared. I was still angry. I had so many different emotions. You're like on this roller coaster. So I did give Matt back. That was really hard. We were estranged for many years. Our relationship has been touch and go. He did reach out to me a few years back. I think I shared that on the podcast or on a blog or something. Uh, where we did actually have a conversation. We didn't meet until, let's see, we met... I don't remember what year it was, but he did. Uh, he was free at that point in time. He lived with a girlfriend and her family. Well, he broke up with her because of dad says he had some things to say about it. So they broke up, but he went back to dad. Then after a short period of time, he actually left again, went to another state, and we reconnected again. But a couple, it's been, I think, over a year since I've chatted with him. He went back to dad, unfortunately. So I haven't had conversation with him. I don't know how he is. It's, I don't know if I would ever be able to feel safe letting him in if we ever to reconnect again. And I know that sounds horrible. Do I miss him? Yeah. Are there certain songs that come on or different things that don't, that come on that I don't think of him? When his birthday rolls around, I think of him all the time. You know, there's just... There's some, he's my kid. I'll always still love him. And I know someone's going to shake their head like, yeah, he tried to kill you or threatened to kill you. He's still my son. Unless you've been through it, you have no idea and can't understand. So, saying all of that, long-winded, sorry, is there a time you take your, you just take your child with you, even if it's a teenager? Please think about your own safety. It depends person to person. It's going to d depend on, again, their age, their mental state, if they've threatened you with harm before, or if they have harmed you before. This is very heavy to think about. This is very tough. And today, actually, I was going to talk about something else. Now, you might have to talk with police, attorneys, social workers, GALs, CASAs about your story or your case, you actually may feel re-victimized over again, even in the courtroom. Your partner might spin it that you are the person. You're the bad guy. You're the instigator. So this can be traumatic not only for you, but also the kids. So please look out for any symptoms, new behavioral issues that you might experience, any health issues as well. These might escalate for you and the kids, ulcers and so on. Uh, you might always be sick always have a flu, always have a cold, you and the kids. A lot of this is stress. Stress really depresses our system, so a lot of that could be brought on by stress. Counseling will help. See a licensed professional. You might want to see the doctor or two, but talk to somebody. You aren't alone. Just know this. And again, I know this is really tough for you to think about and to even just listen to, but these are things I don't want to just gloss over and say that, oh, everything's going to be fine after you leave. 
it might not be. The first 72 hours of leaving an abusive relationship are the most volatile. And again, this is not to scare you. This is to actually just to give you a heads up that there can be trouble along the way. And not even with the first 72 hours. During that time where you're leaving this person, it's still going to be volatile. If you have kids that are a newborn or if you have kids that are teenagers, you're going to more than likely be tied to that person until they are either they give up their parental rights or until that kid's 18 or out of college. Just so you know that you'll have to somehow manage and deal with co-parenting with that person. And that person might not be um, might not be somebody that you are able to actually co-parent with. I wasn't able to co-parent with my ex. It's just not possible. I Not even to have a casual relationship with him. No, not possible. It will never be possible. But of course I have to think about God because God can do wondrous things. But I know he wants to keep me safe. I won't put myself in that position again to be in danger. No, not again. Not with my ex. Absolutely not. All right. So this was a little bit more long-winded. I hope that answers a question. If anybody had one from listening to yesterday's podcast about, hey, why don't you take your kid with? I hope I cleared that up a little bit. I hope you have a great rest of your day. There'll be more on tomorrow. Please stay safe and God bless. Bye.